right, welcome, boys and girls. Thank you for joining us here today. I'm Henrik. This is Red Eyes TV, and that was some uh, AI-driven, I guess, art in connection with some of the uh, developments it thinks uh, where things are going in Europe. Uh, looking good, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, we'll see if any of that comes true. But you know, have you seen some of that wonderful uh, AI art? I think we showed some of you uh, way back. <laughs> it's, it's it's something else. It's not creative. It's just merging things and taking things and packaging it. But uh, I guess the point is. Uh, even artificial intelligence sees where this is going. That's the point, right? All right. So we have an important show here today regarding some of the latest when it comes to the uh, absolute disaster, uh, and intentionally so, I believe, of the uh, Pfizer trials. As you can see from our thumbnail here today, <coughs> the uh, the lies that's coming out of Pfizer and Borla. There was a uh, kind of an EU accountability hearing recently, and we have some very interesting material coming out from that. Look, I mean, we 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 said this basically from from day one, right? Uh, but it's always good to get confirmation of this. Now the work begins to uh, uh, put these people on trial, hold them accountable, and then inflict is that the term uh, a uh, proper uh, a proportionate punishment in terms of the damage that has and going to be uh, inflicted uh, on uh, people of Europe. And then uh, you can do the same in America and all these things. Uh, all right. Anyway, so that's an important big story here today. I do actually want to address a little bit before we do that, kind of the main story. Uh, Zelensky showed up at the World Bank today, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that too, of just how much money they're asking for. So here's yet another, uh, you know, they're like swooning over this guy, and then he shows up and just asks for like, yeah, we're going to need, um, I don't know, like another billion maybe, something like that. Uh, so that's something we're going to do. And speaking of <clears throat> billions, let's begin with this. I don't, I don't think you can get more uh, silly uh, than this. Check this out here. Uh, Alex Jones ordered to pay Sandy Hook victim families nearly one billion United States uh, taller, as they used to call it, dollars. A jury in Connecticut awarded damages to the families of eight victims killed in the 2012 shooting and an FBI agent who responded to the scene. Jones had already been found liable for defamation after he spent years falsely describing the shooting. So now <clears throat> this dumb judge, uh, well, I guess it's a jury then, right, to have uh, said that he's going to pay $1 billion? Really? And I mean, you, you remember the outcome of the last one we talked about. That wasn't nearly as much, but it was still, you know, this is this is the judge that were overseeing the whole trial. And of course, then it began with the, with the, uh, the setting the stage for what is to come if you talk about things that they don't like. Associated Press, remember that? Alex Jones has been ordered to pay nearly $50 million. That was after the, the first one of these. Uh, there's, there's three in total. Now the second one has concluded. He, now he owes a billion dollars. Okay. Alex Jones has been ordered to pay nearly $50 million in damages to the parents of Sandy Hook massacre victims for claiming the 2012 shooting was staged. And that's, you know... <sighs> look, so he didn't kind of do that, but he had guests on that did. But even if he did, that's not the point. The point is, what the fuck is this all about? <laughs> what the holy hell is happening here? <laughs> it's like... So you can't. Where do you draw the line in terms of like you can argue or not argue? Look, I mean, this is you could you could also you know remind people that this is not new. Um, they have been putting people in jail for having the wrong opinions in countries like Germany for years, and of course that's kind of what the article here or the tweet from uh, AP Associated Press alludes to. That uh, they say here, but Holocaust deniers 
vaccine skeptics and their like uh, can air can air lies without fear of legal trouble. So that's now the work begins, right? Let's can we can we bankrupt every single alternative media channel out there somehow? This is this is the way to go, right? I mean, I'm not sure this will happen in the EU. They might just put uh, people in jail right away there, uh, but at least in the US, they'll try to squeeze out as much money as they can. It, I mean, it's it's absurd. It's just beyond fucking clownish. I, I, <laughs> look, you can say a lot of things about Alex Jones, but to claim that he he owes a billion dollars. Uh, for having a couple of guys on his show back in 2012 and later, you know, backpedaling on the whole thing anyway. Like, that's just, I mean, we know what this is about. It's just, uh, this is a just total, total sham at this point. So what's going to happen? I think he's hid most of the money, so I don't think much is going to happen. But uh, but we'll see. May, uh, will he go with this? These are, are these civil civil suits? Is that what it is? I should have looked this up properly again, but uh, I, I forgot. I haven't followed all the, these cases so closely. But anyway, right. That's what it is. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I don't think they're going to be able to squeeze much money out of him. And then the question is, okay, well, what happens then? Does this mean anything that would generate money and income for him in the future would just like what go straight to these parents then? Or I, you know, who knows how that works, right? Uh, all right. Anyway, speaking of money, folks, if you want to send us some, entropystream.live slash TV. Join in on the Super Chats. Odyssey and Rumble also have Super Chats enabled. Uh, let us know what you think as we go through some of the main topics here today. Of course, Zelensky back at the World Bank begging for more billions. Speaking of billions. Uh, and then, of course, the huge scandal here with the uh, Pfizer uh, insane Pfizer and Albert Borla information that's coming out from the EU hearings here over the last uh, two days. We have some clips we're going to show. We're going to show one press from uh, press, specifically a press conference uh, after the fact. But uh, we do have some other clips as well from uh, the actual hearing. Virginian Drifter over at uh, Entropy. Good to see you. Thank you for constantly exposing these criminals. We need the world to know moving forward that they use these injections on our children uh, that they knew in advance could kill or sterilize. Absolutely. I mean, th this is... There's no doubt about it. These people, sure, okay, they want to make money on this, but at the end of the day, I think it's about they want to kill as many people as they can. And I think they're just going to get, they, this is why, Bor anyway, we'll get into it. Like, the Borla didn't even show up, and he sent some, you know, executives from Pfizer in his stead and stuff. I mean, a complete clown show. Like, just haul, like, haul these people into the uh, the parliament there, the EU parliament, and, 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 and you know, push them up against the wall. Uh, the problem here, of course, is the EU elite is in on this. But anyway, we'll get to that. All right, so let's begin. And I might check out the... I think Alex had some reply to this. Uh, we'll check that out later, I think, to the one... Uh, <laughs> one the one billion. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. <clears throat> so, Zelensky uh, addressed the World Bank yet again today and the IMF. Uh, on Ukraine's financial needs, you see, they need to have <clears throat> they need to have more money. That's right; they haven't gotten enough. Now, if we look at this, let me do a little reminder for you here, right? So here's uh, no, that's not it. Let me pull these up here. I think I forgot to pull these up. Let's check out what the World Bank said uh, regarding this here. Just a little a little while ago, we have actually a couple of stories from them. World Bank mobilizes an additional 530 million in support to Ukraine. What did that come after? What that, that came after the initial 4.5 billion in also it's still additional financing. You see, it's just well, wait a minute, what's the root of this? Additional financing, additional financing. How many billions are we talking about now? 10 billion, 20 billion. Here's BBC News 
Even further back, Ukraine war country needs 7 billion a month in aid, Zelensky says. It's back on the 22nd of April. There has been a tremendous amount uh, of money poured out from the uh, World Bank since then, right? So 4.5 billion, an additional 500 million. And now, of course, he's back today to ask for, I forget what it was now. Let's, let's play this. I haven't heard his entire uh, spiel here. So we can just listen to that and see what it, what he says. But I think he's asking for ad- many more additional billions in order to fund this. You know, I, I you know, know why this is and where this money probably is going to go and all that stuff. Beyond the slush fund and the corruption, of course, that's a huge part of this still. Uh, but they actually, they actually do have a plan for Ukraine. And we've talked about that a couple of times. But check out the from the beginning here, too. The way they're swooning. And I know this is to going back listening to uh, journalists to bring on uh, journalists. You know what I mean? Um, you know, teleprompt readers on uh, mainstream media channels and news. When they bring on Borla, they talk with him like he's some fucking savior or something it's, it's like this weird oh 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 sir thank you oh can you please you know like anyway l- l- look at this here this is hi everybody this from the beginning it's it's a little longer but uh, let's just listen to the introduction and and then what Zelensky says and then we'll wrap up uh that but listen to this here uh, welcome thank you for joining we we are expecting uh Zelensky, uh president Zelensky in a moment but i want to thank you for joining us at the world bank group headquarters in washington dc after eight months of war the ukrainian people and their leaders remain determined and resilient i am horrified by russia's actions the loss of lives and livelihoods and the economic turmoil the war has unleashed. Uh, Ukraine's needs for recovery and reconstruction are massive, and we've been discussing that today. Uh, We work closely as an international group uh, to prepare for the reconstruction efforts. I want to turn to my close colleague, Kristalina Georgieva. Oh, and, and then maybe directly to... And that, oh, oh, there, oh, there he is. Listen to her now, uh, swooning. We played some clips with this crazy woman before, too. So I, then I have the privilege uh, to pass the floor to President Zelensky. He's already with us. Uh, President Zelensky, we are all ears. We look forward to hearing from you. Can you please ask us for my, I mean, look, these, these are the World Bank people, right? But still, let's, <laughs> can you please tell us how much more money do you need, sir? Thank you very much, Kristalina, thank you for this opportunity, and Mr. Malpass, I am very pleased to see you all, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, dear friends, all those present here. We are thankful for your attention to Ukraine. These days, our country became a target of another uh, uh, vicious uh, terrorist attack by Russia. More than a thousand. As as a technicality, is it it terrorism when you're at war? I mean, even that you have war crimes is kind of silly. Look, I get, get, you know, it's like, oh, well, there are certain conventions. But like, come on, like... they're fighting to, you know, life and death, right? It, all of a sudden there's rules and laws and things, I, I, you know, anyway. Excuse me, more than 100 of Russian um, uh, missiles and uh, uh, drones 
attacked our infra civilian infrastructure and energy objects. This is only one of such attacks that uh, was targeted against Russian-Ukrainian energy infrastructure and uh, damaged more than a third of those. But the full-scale uh, war against our state has been lasting for more than 230 days, and the man who uh, appropriated Russia is not going to stop it. He will spend tens and tens of billion dollars more. Uh, and <clears throat> the man who appropriated Russia? Is he talking about uh, Rottenberg, or who is he talking about here? And make new strikes until we force Russia to peace with him or without him. Our joint collaboration is bringing this moment, the victory of Ukraine. And the more assistance Ukraine gets now, the sooner will come an end to the Russian war. And the sooner, uh, the more reliably we will guarantee that such a um, cruel war will not spread to, into other countries. Okay, okay. On with the propaganda. I'll we'll just skip forward Tell us how much money you need, okay? That's what we're here for, okay? Countries. I am very thankful to you for understanding this. Thank you for all the support you have provided. I'm thankful to the United States of America. Yeah, thank you to all the billions you've uh, <clears throat> you've uh, just poured down the drain of uh, of this idiotic, stupid, <clears throat> super convenient conflict for the Great Reset. To President Biden and the U.S. Congress for their special support. Eight and a half billion U.S. dollars were directed to uh, fulfill our social obligations, such as paying salaries, pensions, and support of Ukraine's um, social sphere. I'm thankful to uh, World Bank and IMF for their institutional leadership in implementing Ukraine support programs. I'm thankful to European Union and all our partners who joined uh, helping to stabilize Ukraine's financial condition. You all can see that Ukraine is uh, strong enough to stand through in this war, but we need to keep uh, uh, remain consistent in supporting our country and develop existing lines of help. Every specific step in helping Ukraine is a real reduction of Russian aggression, and I would like to propose to you three such steps. First, I believe it would be useful if we created a coordination format for financial support of Ukraine, similar to what was created in Rammstein for defense support. Uh, Ms. Kristalina Georgieva. Wait a minute. In Ramstein for defense support for Ukraine or for Germany? All right. Anyway, whatever. Uh, Archie says Zelensky needs, <laughs> needs financing financial charity to broaden his stinky wardrobe. I don't know what it is with this T-shirt, but apparently, like the it was. I saw some articles about like the uh, <clears throat> the uh, it, it's it's uh, gone real big with the LGBTQ community. <laughs> I think a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the gays out there, they they picked up on this. They like this now, apparently. The olive uh, kind of thing. So I, I don't think you're too far off, Archie, but I think it's way too successful at this point uh, to, to, to change styles, to be honest, right? Uh, Robert over on Odyssey says, uh, Hi, Henrik. Odyssey has finally launched their new subscription service and are now allowing cre uh, creators to be paid directly through the platform. Really hoping you'll be able to activate it for Red Ice. We can sign up for monthly payments directly through Odyssey. Check it out. Thank you. Uh, great tip. Yes, we have a couple of other things in the pipeline on that too, by the way. Like, we got to get on Rockfin. It's just been so busy. It's like not a moment over. 
Um, we want to put our content on Rockfin. Some people say you can do it on Substack. And it's like, yeah, why not? You know, locals, I don't know what it takes to get on there. But yeah, we're, we're going to seek to just get on as money as possible so people can use whatever platform they think is convenient. But that's a great tip. I saw something about that today on when creating the live stream on Odyssey. So I'll check that out. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate that. Uh, now back to our favorite, uh, Zelensky here. Gabe and I discussed uh, the importance of coordinating donors. It would be good to create a, a permanent working group that would provide financial support for Ukraine and uh, work uh, prop, um, work uh, promptly at different levels, at the level of international donors and specific countries that take part in assistance. Number two, uh, reliable uh, makeup, making up for the deficit of people and providing for the basic needs of people. We can see that Russian terroristic attacks can be intensified, so we need to intensify our collaboration for assistance in a symmetric way to rebuild what was uh, destroyed and to guarantee uh, the financial stability of our uh, state. You know. Now, we'll get to that. That's kind of the main... Uh, you know, kind of point here too of why they're asking so much. I mean, look, I, I get it. War, it's expensive and all that kind of stuff. Like you can find a, a logical, reasonable, uh, you know, approach to this. But 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 that's not what this is about, right? The 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 thing is that Ukraine will actually be uh, used once this conflict it's used now right now. But I'm saying for the next step here, and Ukrainians are going to be, I think, a hundred times worse off by taking these loans, by being dependent on the US, the EU, NATO, these kinds of things, than they would have on their own. I know that that sounds like, you know, those are super pro, Ukraine won't agree with that, and they think it's, but long, I'm talking long term, like long term, it would have been better for Ukrainians to, to sit down at the negotiating table and sort this out, as opposed to this digital prison that they're going to turn Ukraine into once, if, when this conflict is over, right? Um, so let's see what he says at the end. I think he has a couple of minutes left. I think he's just, I believe he's asking just uh, directly like for, for how much more money he does need, unless he presented that with like in paper form and doesn't address that here. But let's uh, check out the rest of what he says here. Oh, the data from this year, Russian terror has caused Ukraine's economic uh, economy reduction by more than one third. Likewise, uh, real incomes of our people reduced by one third. Thousands of businesses and infrastructural objects were destroyed and millions of people became displaced. At this time, we have two uh, key financial needs of the country. That's $38 billion to make up for the deficit of our budget for next year. There is $38 billion to make up for the deficit for next year. Let's slow that down. Here we go. Here's the, uh, here's the money shot, folks. $38 billion to make up for the deficit of our budget for next year. That includes salaries of doctors and um, uh, teachers, social payments and pensions. That's guarantees of Ukrainian people's survival. And other $17 billion that were verified by the World Bank and needed to rebuild the critical infrastructure in the RDNA framework. Those are schools. Um, RDN, is that the Rammstein something? RDN framework? I'm actually not sure what that is. Hospitals critical transport and energy infrastructure, also damaged housing. In fact, all that, uh, all that became Russia's priority targets for their strikes. We need also uh, targeted credits in the amount of $2 billion to rebuild the electric energy infrastructure after I'm, I'm keeping counter i'll give you the the <coughs> exact number at the end here the destruction and to expand our export to uh, europe also taking into account the cr crisis situation created by russia all across the continent we need credit limits 
to purchase gas and coal for the uh, future heating season. The scope of this year's support. Oh, so we're gonna, uh, so, so we're gonna have to pay for their heating too, <laughs> with everything. Um, yeah, fifty-seven billion. Ukraine needs fifty-seven billion U.S. dollars to cover the budget deficit next year and to rebuild critical power and infrastructure. And then there's more here. I think he asked for an additional five billion in credit limits to buy gas and coal. Oh no, that was the last line exactly to the uh, for the, uh, the the gas and coal. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, should be not less than five billion dollars. Perhaps we will not have to. Oh fuck you! Yeah, maybe around maybe around five. Is that okay? Around five. So that takes us to what? Are we, what are we at here then? Uh, uh, 60, 62 billion. Six, just, Use those limits. He, ju he just comes on here with the World Bank, asks for 62 billion. But they need to be made in order to guarantee stability. In this concept of uh, counteraction against deficit and guaranteeing stability, a critical important is the new program of collaboration with the IMF. Uh, the realistic scope. Uh, here, there, here it is, right? The collaboration with the IMF to get their teeth properly sunk into the Ukrainian people so they'll never get out again. Look, they're using these uh, very, <clears throat> you know, very dedicated and brave nationalistic forces in Ukraine uh, to go to war and die for uh, uh, the Zelensky regime and NATO and the US and all that stuff. And once they're done here, uh, they are going to be some of the first people that are going to be targeted. Uh, there's gonna, not going to be a single nationalistic uh, person left in Ukraine if they have their will. And in fact, they're going to build a digital prison, essentially, a, a, a new infrastructure, fourth industrial revolution uh, that you essentially will be imprisoned based on your opinions. Just like in, in the rest of the world, too. Sure. One point I'm almost thinking Maybe they did this with Ukraine because they realized there actually was a very strong and powerful nationalistic force in the country. And so they just like, let's use that finally to attack Russia and to grind down both sides with this. And then once the conflict is over, we'll have our shit in place. And wh why do I say that? Well, we've talked about the digitization of Ukraine. And in fact, Zelensky recently uh, did a video here regarding this too, where they created a hologram out of him. Did you guys see this yet? Check it out. It's unusual for presidents or heads of government to use a hologram to address people. But this is not the only aspect of Star Wars that we are putting into practice. We will defeat the Empire too. So he's using Star Wars, uh, George Lucas terminology here, uh, that he will that we're going to defeat the Empire. So the, the, this is, if you want to see the you know the people who are the blue check marks who have the Ukraine flag after them, uh, that's that's the narrative and the rhetoric you have to use here to to appeal to them. This is Star Wars. I think this is the first war in the developed world that is a smartphone war. When you think of the effectiveness of getting a message shared and the captive attention that you can get and the buzz you can generate. And it's also the first war being run by uh, ex-television uh, producers, I believe. If that doesn't create some sort of empathy and an urgency to action, then I don't... And I'm not even joking about that. Check out uh, who's around Zelensky, by the way, and uh, you'll find out. I know what will. <clears throat> so... They're making him <coughs> fake and gay in digital form, ladies and gentlemen. 
tech is always moving to the development and to identifying the best use cases how to do it. So I believe that uh, tech is a crucial industry for us uh, to rebuild. This is a special piece for Ukraine. There's two different types of hologram that we're going to be making. Mm -hmm. Quiet please everybody, we're going to go for take now. Here we go and action. Even now that the war is raging, we continue the digital transformation of our state. We continue the digital transformation of our state. Yes, very important. He knows what he's doing. Archie says, as time passes after reconstruction uh, of U uh, Ukraine, will divide into conservatives and sodomites, just like the U.S. There is hope. Yeah, maybe. But I think, you know, look, I think they this is like a prerequisite for where they want to take Ukraine is that they're going to have to deal with these nationalistic forces. Um, they're just using them for now. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. That's why I, I think I've said that before, expressed that before. I don't wish them any uh, bad, in fact, but it's like, look, you're going to fight one evil uh, and then you go inside with a bigger evil, uh, essentially, in order to get your way. And and sure, momentarily, you'll, you, you'll be supported, maybe. You'll get funds, you'll get um, arms. And even if they technically have like, well, you can't make sure the arms end up in the hand of Azov or whatever, they still find their way there and they do give it to them and stuff like that because it's a, it's a, um, a very powerful uh, fighting force, right? Uh, but they're going to be uh, they're going to be removed. It just I mean, they're not going to be tolerated to exist, and and that's I think partially why uh, it's been so fitting for them to use Ukraine. I mean, it's also you know close to Russia, all that kind of stuff. But they've they've tried with Georgia, they've tried with Chech uh, Chechnya, they've tried with uh, uh, what are some of the other countries they did the color revolutions in? I forget. I think they did Belarus for a little bit, but now they've lost control of that. But anyway. Um, but this is pretty crazy with the hologram shit here. This is this is like the, the they're going to be spearheading all the shit that we've been talking about when it comes to like the ushering us into the new technological digital fourth industrial revolution. That's what they want to partially use this money for uh, to rebuild Ukraine in that new image. That's what I believe, and I don't think that any nationalistic forces are going to be allowed to be part of that. But uh, hopefully I'm wrong, but uh, probably not. We need to use next generation technologies. We need to make it feel like he's more in the room. I don't think that I ever seen this technology before. And my question to you. Go for it. <laughs> really appreciate your time. Oh, it's great to meet you. Thank you. Oh, Bernard Henri Levy. Fantastic. It has been an enlightening experience to be part of this today. This is an important message from someone who's working day and night for the Ukrainian people. We're listening, Niall. Oh, very nice. Man. Yeah. That's super That's cool. That's super cool. Whoa. Awesome. It's never been more important that the free world stands as we, we hologram now and she as one with the people of Ukraine. Building Scan Ukraine. and share the QR code to help spread President Zelensky's message. Thank you. All right, anyway, so that, uh, that there you go. That's just one little flavor, one little taste of some of the stuff that they're doing there. All right, so to end, to end the segment and to make my point, let me play uh, this clip once again. Ukraine in 2030, Agenda 2030. Where, uh, where, where is it going to be? 
Let's look eight years ahead. 2030. The history of the new Ukraine is studied all over the globe. Why? Because Ukraine became the most digital and convenient country in the world. Scripts have replaced bureaucrats. 500,000 former public servants are successfully integrated in the new economy. No more red tape, but paperless. No more banknotes, but cashless. Yes, we became the first country to abandon paper. That's right. They're gonna, you know, social services are gonna go to some of those Azov uh, warriors <clears throat> by by um, having just a digital economy, it's a central bank digital currencies. Uh, they're they're totally not gonna be cut off uh, from those uh, services. Anybody who harbor any kind of uh, national, truly nationalistic uh, opinions for Ukraine in the future, in this future wonderful utopia. Paper money. Ukraine now has the best tax system for the IT industry and the most affordable e-residency. Thanks to Ukrainian engineers and programmers, the R&D centers of the world's top technology companies operate successfully, and Ukraine ranks first in the world by the number of startups per capita. Ukrainian courts are guided by artificial intelligence, and all notarial acts take place online. Ukrainian customs is fully automatic and the fastest in the world. Customs clearance and car registration can now be done in three clicks from your smartphone. Because of war and internal migration, we have built the most flexible and modern digital education. Brave military and civilians get quality treatment with modern remote monitoring and e-health systems. Ukraine also has the most effective cyber defense in the world. After the horrors of 2022, Ukraine focused on security systems. Now every production facility has its air defense system, and the sleep of Ukrainians is protected by an ultra-modern iron dome. The Ukrainian government is digital, more like an IT company in terms of the efficiency of implementing decisions. It's almost like a, uh, it's almost like a mini Israel, but uh, bigger this time, hey? And one can register a land plot, start construction, open a business or get a license, and register a car or real estate from a smartphone. But uh, not if you're not uh, have a certain score on the uh, social credit score, though. Automatically, in one click, Ukraine is the freest and digital. This is either you're pre-approved uh, or you're not. It's kind of how it goes. All no? because international partners and the world's leading technology companies supported the Digital for Freedom initiative and united to help Ukraine recover through digitalization, building a new Ukraine together, free and the fastest, brave and digital. Yes, so uh, let me uh, cut there. Yes, that's what I think it's about right there. So that's why I played you there once again. It's so sinister that they're using uh, this conflict to drive up that uh, monetary uh, support for Ukraine. Uh, there's a lot of like re because there's a lot of reasonable um, opposition to what they face. Uh, it's reasonable that people f is very emotionally invested, you know, kind of thing. Um, from as we've seen, from hardcore nationalist and, and national socialist to like lunatic liberals, they're all like you know on the same page on this, which is fascinating, right? So they drive, they whip up an incredible frenzy around this. Tons of money pouring into the country, and then they rebuild it in their new image. And I think that they'll be able to freeze out the elements at that point that that if they still remain, uh, that are undesirable. And I don't wish that uh, I don't wish that for them. And I think in fact this would be this is the worst. This is the worst case scenario and outcome for for the nationalistic forces in Ukraine long term. Uh, that that's just what I believe. It's not that I want that. I'm just saying that's what I think that they're trying to do here. Uh, Balder says uh, defeat Zog. It's one of those like 
Heads, sog wins. Uh, tail, uh, sog wins. Um, that's why I'm like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm really not on one side or, or the other here, to be honest. Uh, I think both, I think the whole thing is, the whole thing is, is going to lead to the same outcome. That, that's, that's what I feel at the end of the day. And I think a third option would have been the best, but uh, that's very hard to pull off, you know, at this, at this stage. So that's why, that's why they do it this way, because it, because it works. They do it this way because it works. So anyway, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully I'm wrong, uh, but uh, if they get their way, uh, Ukraine will be far worse off. Uh, and again, the Ukrainians worth, they're actually worth, you know, fighting for it, so to speak, right? All right, anyway. So let's switch over to the issue. Uh, let me see. What do we have here? Ziofree over on Odyssey says Ukraine digital government currency will be trial run for the rest of the world. Yes. So, by the way, Russia still has that. We talked about that just briefly again in the Weekend Warrior Show, the latest one we did. And um, Russia still have a program in terms of being one of the project um, experiment countries, essentially, for the Fourth Industrial Revolution. The World Economic Forum kind of dropped Putin's page. They kind of dro- dropped official outward association with the country or whatnot uh, but both of them still have like experimental programs running uh, with little uh, clubby anal schwab over there and so take uh, take that for what you will all right so <clears throat> let's switch over to talking a little bit about what happened here over the last couple of days with albert borla and pfizer in the eu this is a huge story i mean a massive scandal this is this proves uh many of the things that we've been talking about and this is just one there's only this is only a few aspects of like the whole picture that started to come out and now those pictures that they analyze here in depth are beginning to kind of crumble if you will right it has to do with what studies were it that shows that there were no transmission when you started giving people the vaccine and stuff there's so many other things and details along the way that you can look at uh, and of course we've seen leading up to this point we've seen for example the shoddy trials and even the trials that pro- suggest and propose that this is very detrimental in fact they some of the early uh, clinical trials that they did do is is showing that you know animals died, all these kinds of things, right? We've talked about that, but just to put it in the, in the proper uh, context first, remember, Borla was getting prizes and stuff like that, and in fact, it's it's almost like we should. Let me just let me just do this real quick. Let me just look and see if we can find a couple of those where Borla is talking about how like. Uh, what was it? The disinformation should be uh, criminalized or something. All right, there are a couple of those. Uh, we'll find we'll find all of those and we'll pull. We'll, we can play some of this. Yeah, here we go. Crazy conspiracy theories. Um, let me see here. And of course, he got the. Uh, this one can actually be good to play too. Just to put this in context and framing of, of the praise for him, right? President Bor, uh, President of Israel presents the 2022 Jewish Nobel Prize, also known as the Genesis Prize, to Pfizer CEO Albert Borla in Jerusalem. Uh, here is the video that was accompanied by that. Look, that, check this out. In the global fight against COVID-19, the Jewish people who make up a tiny percentage of the world's population have had an outsized impact in the difficult battle to protect lives as scientists. Chief medical officers, 
and top healthcare officials. Yet the contributions of one extraordinary person tower above the rest. That extraordinary person is Pfizer Chairman and CEO, Dr. Albert Borla. Dr. Borla led his team to deliver a COVID-19 vaccine in record time, while taking a risk by declining U.S. federal funding to avoid government bureaucracy and expedite vaccine production. A child of Holocaust survivors from a Greek Jewish community destroyed by the Nazis, he's proud of his Jewish heritage, is active in Holocaust remembrance and education, and a strong supporter of Israel, which was the first country outside the U.S. to receive the Pfizer vaccine and the antiviral pill. The pandemic is certainly not over, but the world is infinitely better off with Dr. Borla helping lead the charge to save lives with more than two and a half billion Pfizer vaccine doses already distributed. Because of Dr. Borla's extraordinary contribution to humanity as the world battles the worst health crisis in 100 years, Dr. Albert Borla has been selected as the recipient of the 2022 Genesis Prize, the Jewish Nobel Prize. Thank you and congratulations, Dr. Borla. All right, there you go. Fantastic, right? Pfizer boss Borla receives $1 million. Genesis Prize pledges funds for Holocaust Museum. Well, I can think of another mass killing event that's happening uh, right now. It's happening right right now, right now. It's happening right now. But, uh, of course, ironically, it's someone like Albert Borla. Uh, that is involved in that totally normal, you know, nothing weird whatsoever. Albert Borla, right? It's it's totally, totally like just your regular average kind of guy, right? It's nothing really is going on with this guy. So anyway, that sets the stage, right? So Pfizer, the the CEO here of Pfizer, was recently, and here's some of these pro- profits too, by the way, right? Was recently slated to go to the EU parliament because they're having a panel on covid there there have been uh, con- you know high level contacts between borla and the european commission president ursula von der leyen uh, before multi billion dollar european euro or euro vaccine deal they call it um, were made and it's been kind of under scrutiny and what happened well pfizer ceo albert borla just fucking pulled out <laughs> it's like, no, I, sorry, I'm not going to show. <laughs> Borla has pulled out of an appointment to testify before the European Parliament's Special Committee on COVID-19, at which he was expected to face tough questions on how secretive the vaccine deals were struck. But meanwhile, he, when he's talking with Klaus Schwab, then misinformation and crazy conspiracy theorists, that's the big deal. Remember this one? With a vaccine that we knew that there is a very fanatic group of anti-vaxxers that will go after us no matter what. They will claim that the sun didn't go up because people were vaccinated and that created issues with the crop. So I'm suing you. And one thing it is to sue you in the US, another thing is to sue you in a country where the legal system is not up to that standard, or in Switzerland, right? So I think that's behind us. Uh, everything <laughs> went okay, and now I think we can move on. 
I think we we were we were both uh, targets of the anti-vaccine uh, movements and uh, conspiracy. Yeah, I, w- I wonder why. Gay guy. Movements and uh, conspiracy uh, people uh, claiming that I had triple. I wondered what it is. Tri- triple um, uh, COVID. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, and I was, uh, I think you got uh, hundreds of thousands of clicks and so on. Uh, I know you were also target. Um, I read one day what was arrested by FBI. Yeah, same happened to me. And there are pictures, pictures of me and the FBI officers. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. I never said. The surprising thing it is. They should be fucking arrested, man. Criminal. Absolute criminal. The, the same publication. I found out because I... Uh, had published the previous one that was arrested was the Pope, <laughs> by FBI. <laughs> so ridiculous, yeah. <clears throat> so we are good company. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I was in good company. <laughs> yeah, but all right. Anyway, that, that was it. Was basically like a, a gay op. It was one of these kooky channels, like. Um, Oh man, I can't remember the name of them anymore. Uh, he, he trends on Twitter, uh, BitChute all the time. One of the QAnon guys, right? He was like, "Oh my, we have information that Borla has been arrested," and if, you know, then that didn't happen, of course. And then they could just point to that. <laughs> Look at these crazy people. When, of course, there's ample and real criticisms uh, to have, right? But uh, anyway, so uh, the uh, commission, uh, the president of the EU Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, had the secret like communications with Borla on the back end. They were asking for these text and uh, phone calls. Well, what was said? It was worth 1.8 billion. Uh, sorry, there was a 1.8 billion doses. Sorry, it's a much more than that in in value. 1.8 billion doses of Pfizer's BioNTech vaccine. Uh, and there's other follow-up stories to this too. How the chat messages with Pfizer boss Borla are just gone. They just they just disappeared. We don't know what happened whatsoever. Uh, what in the world could that be? So anyway, so what came out here during the uh, the hearings? Uh, is of course a number of things. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to break this down here because this is absolutely insane, right? Um, and again, a lot of people were talking about this. They were mentioning this. It, it's not. It's. <laughs> it's not safe and effective. This is a lie. Everything is so far pointed that this is very, very dangerous. There's a lot of uh, bad side effects from this. Blah blah blah. All that kind of stuff, right? So they were uh, the, the the lady that showed up. Maybe we should play that first. In fact. Uh, the lady that showed up at the let me see here if we can find that real quick. Where is that? Where did that, where did that go? Uh, did I lose that? Okay, let me open that up again here then, <clears throat> so you can get a. Oh, I didn't add that in. Okay, I'll add that in the pause here. It's fine. We have plenty of other things to talk about in the meantime. We'll add that in. Pfizer did not know whether COVID vaccine stopped transmission before rollout. And it's like, wow, big surprise. Who could who could have ever known? So here's some of the footage from the uh, actual event here that or the hearing that took place. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please. Say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer. Yes or no? And I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, Regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, 
So this is the representative that they smelled. Uh, that they smelled, yeah. That's <laughs> because of her name. Small is not smell. Jay Small from Pfizer, one of the executives. They sent her instead of the uh, of the criminal uh, Borla, mass murderer Borla. Around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. The uh, speed of science. Have you ever heard of such a thing? The speed? No, we didn't know shit because we had to move at the speed of science. Here's the clip I was uh, looking for here. Check this out. This is like a just a kind of a cut-down version of some of the, the, the craziness that's going on in the uh, EU Parliament. And of course, this is the very sanitized version, by the way, too. This is not like, oh, sh the shocking stuff. This is like the most, uh, just to give you a kind of an overview of, of what it looked like there. Uh, they, uh, the title they put on this, it's from the EU Parliament here. Uh, COVID-19 lessons learned and recommendations for the future ex extracts uh, from the exchange of views. Listen to, uh, to this here. Can I say that as a COFI committee chair, I do regret the decision by Pfizer. That, um, um, that is why upon co conceiving the communication on the cancellation of the participation of Mr. Burla, both the Secretariat as myself in my capacity as chair of the committee have reached out directly to our contacts at Pfizer, clarifying that Mr. Burla is a person of key interest for the committee and that his participation in, in the hearing is vital to the work of our committee members. Last year, more than one out of every six people on earth used a fight. Sorry, there we are. Why can't they just haul this guy in there? I, I don't understand. But look at what, how she, the first thing she mentioned is like, well, there's so many, we're saving so many lives and Pfizer is so great. And look at all the things where so many of our products are out there. We're totally trustworthy. Check out her dumb answer here. To the work of our committee members. Well, how she Last year, more than one out of every six people on earth used a Pfizer medicine or vaccine. This, of course, makes us all at the company very proud. Oh, that's why we're so uh, sick and uh, screwed up, huh? As of the 18th of September of this year, we have delivered more than 3.8 billion vaccines to 181 countries and territories in the region of the world. And to date, over half the population in Europe have received a Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. As you know, our vaccine, CureVax vaccine, didn't make it to the market. Together with GSK, today we are currently developing a new COVID-19 vaccine that is in phase one and shows <laughs> they're working on they're working on new ones. See, that's the thing. This is that this they're this is they're not done with this shit. No, no, we're working on new ones right now. That's going to wheel out here any at any point. You know, they just approved it for like kids again, like a, some emergency thing. And we get to that. This is just fucking insanity. Stop it! Stop it right now! Cut this off! Charge these people! Well, well you yeah, look, we'll get to the fucking proof, like the, the, the shit that's coming out here after this. But I mean, this is <sighs> okay. Was okay results. We have four ongoing clinical trials in infectious diseases, and beyond COVID nineteen, our pipeline includes antigens, but also cancer immunotherapies and molecular therapies, all based on mRNA. Just wanted to remind ourselves for winters. I, I'm not sure what this is about, but uh, anyway, this is what the uh, EU Parliament included here. I, I can't, it's a little hard hearing what he's saying to uh, <clears throat> this guy here from, uh, what is it, Greece, maybe? Yeah. 
we are here. Hello, my guests. We are here to look uh, into the European post the pandemic and draw the lessons, the very lessons learned for the future. We are not here to make headlines. I would encourage all of us to focus on the substance and not get dragged uh, into discussions about who is representing which company in this hearing. Oh, God damn it. He's saying not make headlines? Well, not. That's, first of all, that's what they should do. They should make headlines. It's kind of headline worthy. And then it says, let's not get into a discussion whether uh, who worked with whom or who, what company, if I, if I hear that correctly. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This is some bozo. I don't know. Shut up, it man. was concluded by this report that this um, contract was concluded outside of the normal negotiating procedure. I would like to also understand um, two things. Why, did, uh, why were more doses secured and why did the price per dose uh, comparatively to, with previous contracts went from 15.5 euros a dose to 19.5 euros? Because they wanted to make more money, and this is some softball questions that are thrown out here. They, they included just not not the most good stuff, but anyway. a dose. I think it's important to to know that we are still involved in ongoing negotiations, and so therefore, you know, making available details of our contracts um, would prejudice their interests. Regarding your oh, no, comment of course, about absolutely no, no, no. Of course, we should not be allowed to see anything that you have uh, done or produced uh, when it comes to studies or contracts or deals or anything like that, really, because it's, it's still ongoing. You know, it's like our investigations are still happening. So, you know, fuck you. Dr. Bula, I am very sorry he's not here, and I, I really hope that me being present will be able to help answer some of the questions that you have. Nous saluons la prouesse technique et scientifique. All right, you got a couple. Uh, there's a French lady here. Let me go forward a little bit. And some German lady. I don't. Okay. Um, I don't know what's going on here, but is this vaccine damaged people? Is that what's going on? Anyway, all right, let's go on here. This, this guy's good, good. He speaks uh, Dutch here, though, but he was one of the guys that actually asked the very pertinent question there, right? Let me see. Do they include the Croatian guy, too? Maybe maybe not. That's another French guy. No, let's skip forward. Then. A contract negotiation such as this contract, which you refer to 1.8 billion doses, was negotiated through an SMS. I can categorically tell you that would not be the case. From our point of view, we we cannot discuss pricing. Pricing is confidential. We have not, taken a tiered pricing not approach. Stop, stop. She's not answering any of these questions. Is this not like the U.S. are under oath or something? They can't. They can just say whatever. This is just like a courtesy hearing or something. <laughs> like they're just like we can't discuss pricing. You can't see our studies. No, no, no. We had to move at the speed of science. You see, so you know we didn't know anything where we're going into this. Pricing is confidential. We have taken a tiered pricing approach to pricing to make sure that it is affordable for the governments to be able to ensure that uh, citizens can have it without out-of-pocket funding. There were no SMSs and we wouldn't send SMSs today. 
the negotiation yeah, has been the very of course the derailing to like oh well, well there was no text messages no no why because of course you couldn't find oh, they scrubbed the whole records right i mean they, they had chat messages they had talked over phone they had talked with over voicemail they had sent text to each other and now they're trying to pretend that that didn't even happen fucking criminals all right anyway so here's some of the uh here's one of the guys here Rob Roos that asked uh, one of the good questions to this uh, crazy uh, lady there, Jay Small. This is what he said afterwards. If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch Prime Minister and Health Minister told us. You don't get vaccinated just for yourself, but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what I said. Today, this turned out to be complete nonsense. In a COVID hearing in the European Parliament, one of the Pfizer directors just admitted to me, at the time of introduction, the vaccine had never been tested on stopping the transmission of the virus. This removes the entire legal basis for the COVID passport. The COVID passport that led to massive institutional discrimination as people lost access to essential parts of society. I find this to be shocking, even criminal. Please watch the video until the end. Voor u, mevrouw Small, heb ik de volgende vraag waar ik een duidelijk antwoord op wil. And I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was. Here it is again. It's worth listening to this again, right? Because this was the whole spin, right? It's safe and effective. We've proven that it's 95, 90% effective and it stops uh, transmission. That's, that's the, that was the whole thing, at least for a little while there. It was like the whole thing was like, you need to prevent it from jumping to others. That's your social responsibility, blah, 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 all that bullshit. So the, this, this is what came out of that. The Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market. If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh that, that right there is like straight to fucking jail with these people, right there. That's the whole, I mean, not everything, but a lot of the push was over that reason whatsoever. This will stop and prevent from others getting it. That's what's the, that's what the magical super mRNA shot is all about right there. And here it's just like, nope, we didn't know shit. These, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really yeah, understand yeah, yeah. what is taking place in the market. This is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now this turned out to be a cheap lie. Yep. This should be exposed. Please share this video. Bunch of lies, bunch of fucking lies. And we, t we told you, we said this, we, like, don't try, you can't trust these people. It's not only about money, it's about killing you and making you sick and more dependent. And then, of course, they can come in with a fix afterwards of more mRNA and say, oh, look at this. Oh, there was a mistake, you know. All right. So anyway, so it was a great conference right after, too, a press conference uh, after in the wake of this that uh, the Pfizer CEO refused to show up to answer question uh, questions in front of the parliament. Let's listen to how that was introduced. There were some good clips and good uh, comments made in this one, too. Thank you so much for coming to this. This, this is uh, his name is... Um, uh, Christian Teres, he's from Romania, the, the head guy, the MEP here heading this uh, 
press conference up. Press conference, almost 24 hours after the CEO of Pfizer, Mr. Arbold, Albert Borla, was supposed to be present in the European Parliament in the special committee to investigate what happened uh, during COVID. And unfortunately, he was absent. He sent a representative who was unable, incapable, or unwilling to answer many of the questions asked by my colleagues. So we are here today. It's October the 11th. I'm here with more colleagues from different uh, political groups from different countries who will be addressing uh, some of the issues that were supposed to be uh, discussed uh, yesterday. So I would like to give the floor to my colleague from Italy, Francesca Donato. Thank you very much, Chris. I think this was about decent. We'll li listen to what she says, and then we'll listen to like uh, two more, or at least one more, um, and some clips of what Christian himself had to say as well. I mean, really good stuff yeah. here. So let's well, just listen to this. The of Pfizer-BioNTech, uh, the biggest pharmaceutical company involved in the COVID-19 vaccines production, is deplorable and unacceptable in a democratic framework as the European one. Union one. Yesterday in the official Parliament, uh, European Parliament Special Committee for COVID pandemic management, the Pfizer CEO Albert Burla refused to appear to answer our legitimate questions about his private text messages with the president of EU Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, that have already been considered to be irregular, according to the transparency EU regulation, by the EU Ombudsman and the EU Court of Auditors. He has sent Mrs. Small in his place, who has not answered the most important questions that our special committee has addressed to her regarding the company's price policy, the release of clinical trials reports, adverse effects, and other issues concerning the safety and efficacy of Pfizer-BioNTech vaccines. The continuous non-fulfillment of the duties of transparency by Pfizer's executives clearly violates the EU citizens' rights to know in detail how and for which purpose the taxpayers' money is spent. We're discussing about billions of public money that has been managed by the EU Commission by secret agreements directly conducted with the company's CEO, away from democratic control of people by their elected representatives in the EU Parliament. The refusal by well, President... Well, even you could argue even Ursula von der Leyen is there in, as an unelected uh, official. It's like she's selected by the parliament and then the commission is what actually holds the power. But even so, if, so even that is one problem with, with that being she not being a representative of the people. And she's the one who make back end deals now with Borla. And we don't even know what they said, what, the, what, what they were talking about or pricing or money or anything like that. It's, it's fucking scandal. And then the fact that there's like... The science is shoddy, it kills people, it harms people, it, it injures people, it maims people. I mean, permanent damages uh, to people. Uh, lives lost that, that would like, that we don't even know about because it's not attributed to the vaccine. That's, oh, this, you know, it's something else. It's oh, for no reason whatsoever. They, they, they died unexpectedly. I mean, we're still seeing that almost every day. There are new news articles about someone who just young healthy person 30 years old 20 years old 15 years old uh they were fully vaccinated and it was a mystery they got some cardiac arrest issue they just fell down and died no one knows what happens 
underlying to disclose the content of their text messages first, and the denial by Mr. Borla to appear in front of the parliament then. That, that in and of itself, what he, why he's going to Jerusalem and get some Zionist award to give money to the, some Holocaust museum, he's not even showing up to answer questions to one of the biggest you know, purchasers of his product, the European Union? Fucking unbelievable. We need we need a we need a a speed a, a trial at the speed of science, <clears throat> a fair trial at the speed of science, and then we need to have a proper punishment in accordance with the damage that has been inflicted. I don't think there is a I don't think there is a proper punishment that would like to to make up for the horrors and the damage and the lives lost in this case. If you ask me. Followed by the reticent behavior of Mrs. Small yesterday, casts concerning shadows on the legitimacy of the entire contract award process, leaving suspicion of corruption to emerge. Besides all of this, in all the discussions held yesterday and in previous auditions in COVID committee, all representatives of big pharmaceutical companies have shown a position that emphasizes the permanent threat for people's health given by the COVID pandemic. Disregarding it's just, it's public just video and games. clear evidence. Let me pause there real quick. <clears throat> right, just, just yesterday was yet another one of these damn headlines, right? Young people with undiagnosed cardiac issues, most at risk if they get too excited from playing games as researchers. These fucking liars. Unbelievable. About the mild symptoms given by the latest versions of SARS-CoV-2 virus currently circulating, thanks to which the emergency phase is officially over in all countries. Actually, Mrs. Small yesterday needed to announce a possible new variant being more aggressive as well as more contagious, disregarding any scientific literature, assessing that such evolution of a virus in nature is just impossible. The misuse of communication falsely cloaked in a scientific truth is just disgusting and misleading. Joined with this inexcusable lack of transparency, it has the only outcome of destroying any trace of trust in the whole scientific community by European people. Good. Yeah, have, have that utterly destroyed and let's never do this again. All right, shall we? These, let never these people near anybody again. Put them in prisons. J jail all of them or whatever you want to do with them. Just get them out of society. I think that companies who behave this way should be banned by the lobbies allowed to enter the parliament and the commission. And that further investigation is needed by competent authorities to let the truth come to light and to secure the full right of the EU citizens to transparency and public interested oriented EU policies. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you so yeah. much. And of course, look at the like four journalists or something like that. Like this is one of the biggest stories of like, I mean, I'm not going to say ever, but like in terms of the of the damage here that that's coming and have been coming in the wake of the vax, this should be the I mean, by far the biggest issue right now and like for for months to come until this is sorted out. Right. So let's listen to Christian here, too, because he has some good uh, he has some really good things that he uh, takes out during his little uh, presentation there too. Archie says over on Entropy Stream, 
China is testing their own mRNA COVID vaccine in Indonesia and China. Really? So they went down that road eventually. How huh? interesting. I think we were talking about whether it was the, the initial one that they rolled out. I don't know what they're doing with their COVID shit over there either. There's like all these machines and, I mean, t- just stormtroopers out and, you know, testing everybody continuously and stuff. Uh, Archie says, continue here. I believe part of the drive for mRNA is the speed it gives the pro- uh, the speed it gives to produce immunity in bio-warfare future. Not sure I follow that, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's everything that they said wouldn't happen w- did happen. You have Swedish studies that pointed to the fact that it does uh, alter your DNA and that they dismissed and laughed at this. And if people were banned for saying these all kinds of things, right? Um, but no, this is, I think they're going to wheel out, I'm not sure if that's your point, Archie, but I think, I think they're going to wheel out more mRNA as a solution. Uh, to this and just say, oh, yeah, well, oh, there was some mistakes here and, you know, uh, we got to we got to fix this. And so here's another updated mRNA uh, shot. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, anything is possible at this point. All right. We have a couple here on Odyssey, too. Let me take those real quick. Um, Volunta says, Henrik, uh, honest question. Do you think they'll get their uh, new world order? They have down, down and pacified humanity so much that it seems they can do literally anything and nothing will happen. Great work, as always. Thank you. Uh, no, at the end of the day, no, uh, they won't have it because uh, it's not going to work. But uh, short term, yeah, I think I, I think they're going to get de- pre- pretty damn close, to be honest. I think we have a I think we have a, a eight year uh, window left up to 2030. I'm not sure why, but they're pushing super hard to get us to get all these things in place before 2030 for some reason. Uh, and I think that they'll get damn close to it. But but at, at the end of the day, no, it's not going to work. Um, Zyofri says, wonderful Genesis Prize. Yes, congrats, you criminal. And uh, vid-vax victims hate you. Yes, indeed. Uh, Michael, 57DE. Good to see you, Michael. Thank you. It says, uh, we, had to move at the, we had to move at the speed of Thyanth. To understand what was happening in the market, <laughs> not what was happening to people. That's right. Yeah, she said that, right? Did she say, yeah, the mar- like, it's like, well, the demand was that someone had to do something. And then at the see, this is the thing. That also shows you that this is lies, right? Because we've talked about how Moderna held patents together with the NIH on mRNA technology. And Christian here, who we're going to listen to next, from Romania, pulls out this damn fact that they, they've been working on this shit since 2017, before any of this was even known. It's a complete sham. But it's but it's real in the sense that they gave us this. They, most of these people that were, that were given the shot, this got them real for them. They're having real damn you know consequences and, and issues because of this. Zyafri uh, says, uh, going to Jerusalem is very important for Borla. Uh, the tribe recognizing his criminal activity. That prize, I think that that Genesis prize, it's really like, mwah, it's like the uh, the cherry on the cake uh, for for him uh, right there. All right, let's just listen to this guy. He does a good uh, job here. What has for what was Pfizer got to hide? This is a question that we are all asking after we found out that the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Borla, pulled out. The interesting thing is a few weeks ago, the CEO of Moderna, you know, we were criticizing these pharma companies, you know, for being or for lacking transparency. Yeah. Uh, Smarty Myth says uh, ge- the genocide prize. That's right. You, get, you, you got it. <laughs> That's it. But at least the CEO of Moderna 
had the courage, I would say, to come and answer questions. Yeah, he did not answer all the questions that we asked, but at least he was present here and were, was faced with all these questions that all of my colleagues asked. So obviously when we found out that the CEO of Pfizer decided not to come and answer questions, this, was, this is not an inquiry committee. So he was not bound by law to come and, you know, he was not on record, you know, he was not facing any criminal punishments in case he's lying in front of this committee. But even in that case, he refused to come and answer some concrete and specific questions. Questions that I think all of us and all of you have. And the first question is, what exactly in these contracts? What are they hiding exactly? I mean, in the previous press conferences, I, I showed you some of the pages you know, from these contracts. This is how they were disclosed to us and to the public and to the press. Fucking bullshit. Obviously, after some of us and some of just, the... Just go after these people. Put them in jail until we can figure this out. Brave journalists asked, what are the contracts signed between the European Commission and these pharmaceutical companies? So this is how they, this is how they disclose the contracts. Over 100 pages. Every contract with Pfizer, with Moderna, tens of pages of those contracts were blacked out. So yesterday when we asked, I was the one asking and some of my colleagues asked, when are they going to fully release these contracts? The representative of Pfizer who was sent to replace the CEO of Pfizer said that they can't fully disclose these contracts because they have some commercial secrets over there and they have to protect their interests. Now I'm asking you, what about the interests of our people? What about the interests of the Europeans whose money was spent, or wasted, I would say now, to buy these medical products that are not providing what they were marketed for. Because what we found out yesterday, when one of my colleagues asked if they tested, in this case Pfizer, if Pfizer tested, if their medical product is stopping the spread of the virus, we were shocked to find out yesterday that they haven't tested their vaccine to see if it's stopping the spread of the virus. So we are now more than a year after the green... The, va the vaccine is the virus. That's the thing. The vaccine is the virus. That's how they did it, folks. They introduced this and more people than ever before uh, have gotten sick. Even those who didn't take it because of the shedding issue with the vaccine too, by the way. That is how they did it. They, they, it was a fake and gay virus to begin with that they launched. Nothing was going on. They wheel out the vaccine. Tons of people are starting to get sick for real afterwards. And people who haven't taken the vaccine started getting sick as well. That's how they did it. Certificate, the digital green certificate was imposed in the European Union. And people were forced to be vaccinated with a medical product in order to exercise their basic fundamental rights. And they were told, and we were told, we were voted against the green certificate, but many of our colleagues voted in favor of it because they believe what these companies have said, that if you get vaccinated, you will not be infected and you will not spread the virus. They even ran campaign and said, get vaccinated in order to keep your grandmother and your parents healthy. That's right. And we fear, find that now, after more than a year, 
the one they requested the special marketing authorization, they haven't tested the vaccine to see if it's stopping the spread of the virus. So I'm asking again, and we are asking again, what are they going to hide? What do they hide exactly? Why aren't they transparent with their medical product? We heard yesterday. Because they're trying to kill us. That's why. And you can't just come out and say you want to kill a bunch of people. You got to you got to sell it to them by saying that you're saving them. And in fact, guilt you into thinking that by if you not if you not take this if you do not take this vaccine, you will make everyone else around you sick. Ironically, that's the complete opposite of what happened. When you take the vaccine, most likely, if you're around people close enough and long enough, you'll make them sick. Hey. I mean, it was, I was shocked because Pfizer used this opportunity just to do a PR campaign and even lecture us. Why are we asking this and not asking that? Who are they to question us? What kind of questions do we ask? We are elected by the people for the people, not they. And they are supposed to answer, to answer all these questions, which they have not. There's another issue right now raised all across Europe. They excess mortality rate. Yep, check this out. In the month of July 2020, according to Eurostat, in the month of July, the excess mortality rate all across European Union went up 16% more than the average of 2016 and 2019. Now, if you look on the map here, this is released by the Eurostat. It's not from us. If you look on this map, you will see that the countries with the highest vaccination rate have right now the highest mortality rate. So obviously we ask, is there a connection yes. between being vaccinated and having a high... And, and dying? Yes, exactly. You got it. Boom. That's it. Mortality rate? Everybody's avoiding answering this, I would say, logical question. There's another issue. A year ago, I requested Emma to submit some details and data to me because I wanted to have an informed decision, I would say, when I voted in favor or against the green certificate. And one of the questions that I asked Emma is to send me the, all the trials, the tests, the clinical trials that all these medical companies had done, either in animals or in humans, before they requested the marketing authorization. So in the case of Pfizer, here's something interesting. When they submitted the information and the clinical trials to Pfizer, here's all the tests that they submitted along with their request. They submitted a clinical trial that started in January 14, 2020. I asked yesterday the representative of Pfizer and she declined to answer. How is it possible there it is. that we, the world, found out in December of 2019 that there is a COVID or coronavirus, as it's called, in China, December of 2019. On January the 11th, the Chinese government released the DNA data or a segment of it to the public. Yep. And three days later, Pfizer already started the tests 
for this vaccine. How is that possible? She did not answer. Of course not. In the case of Moderna, and I've asked the CEO of Moderna two, three weeks ago when he was here. They submitted trials since 2017. So I'm restating the question, how is it possible that when we found out in the fall of December, you know, winter of 2019 about this virus, they submitted tests of their vaccines years before we found out about the virus. And I'm yeah. still asking that question now. How is that possible? Oh, they're, they're just trying to keep us safe. They're just researching all these things and fix mRNA uh, vaccines here in case, you know, things show up in the future. You never know. They're just looking out for us. That's totally just what's going on here. And of course, you know, we've talked about that. I mentioned it before, but the uh, co-joint patent between the NIH over in the U.S. and Moderna. They were a co- what, what, what the hell happened to that clip? Let me see if I can find that of him talking about how the whole damn company, um, uh, Stefan Bansell was basically going under oh what was that I, I it just came to me like man did we did we play that i don't think we played that yet let's continue to play a little bit more of christian here from romania and then i'll see if i can find that that that's just so telling right they were like billions in de- all these investors had come in to like rescue moderna and then of course miraculously right covid shows up to be like the their one uh savior essentially that that salvages the, the company right uh, Lycan Warrior over on entropystream.live slash TV says U.S. DOD issued a contract for COVID-19 research to a company in Ukraine uh, three months before COVID-19 was known to exist. And he is a rink here. Is this expose? Thank you, uh, Lycan. I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen this one before. Yeah, but th- these, are, these are the... Go off the full screen there. These are the kinds of things that all throughout the pandemic, right? So-called pandemic have happened and that have, that have popped up. One thing after the other that suggests that they know, suggests that they, they dropped this intentionally, right? Uh, the, fir- the world first started to hear about novel coronavirus in early January 2020. Reports of an alleged new pneumonia-like illness spreading across Wuhan, China. However, the world did, world did not actually know of COVID-19 until February 2020 because it was not until the 11th of that month that the World Health Organization said that uh, it, that was there, blah, blah, blah. So with this being the official truth, why does U.S. government data show that the U.S. Department of Defense awarded a contract on the 12th of November 2019 to Labyrinth Global Health Incorporated? We've talked about them before for COVID-19 research at least one month before the alleged emergence of a the novel coronavirus and three months before it was officially dubbed COVID-19. The shocking findings, however, did not end there. The contract awarded in November 2019 for COVID-19 research was not only instructed to take place in Ukraine. See if they, I, you know, I was, we were joking about that at that time. It's like, do they have some shit in Ukraine and people, you know, then the biolabs thing exploded earlier this year and stuff. And it's like, do they, is there something there that they're trying to cover up? The, the, I mean, because they reacted in a way they never have. I mean, they didn't. They haven't had Yemen this way. They haven't held obviously like <laughs> Palestine this way, right? You know, what I mean, um, could that be it? Sure, that could be it. Or just was it? Was just one of the reasons why they've been so vehement here with with Ukraine, right? Uh, it was, in fact, part of a much larger contract for a biological threat reduction program in Ukraine. Prep explained why Labyrinth Global Health uh, has been collaborating with Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance and Ernst Wolf's Metabiota. That's right. We've we've talked about those connections, too. 
since its formation in 2017. Thank you for the link. Uh, I'm not fucking surprised. Holy shit. All right, let's go back to the clip here. Thank you, uh, Lycan. So these are the legit questions that we all asked and that people are asking us. And unfortunately, they are declining to answer. So this was the, these were the, the main topics, I would say, that we tried to clarify yesterday. And unfortunately, the Pfizer representative, as Moderna representative, you know, declined to answer. We will keep pushing uh, to clarify these facts and nevertheless to make sure that the European Commission is going to fully release the content of these contracts. Thank you. And I would like to give the floor now to my colleague Virginie Joron from France. Merci, Christian. Mesdames et messieurs, d'abord. All right, let's uh, skip forward. Let me see. We'll play around 15. She's like two minutes in. Uh, this one was kind of interesting, too. Let's listen to her, what she has to say here. Thank you very much. First of all, I couldn't agree more with my colleagues on what has already been said here. It is a scandal that Mr. Bula is shirking his duty to speak and answer questions after having made the deal of his life for Pfizer with um, unsuspicious citizens. Citizens who believed the often groundless promises of the so-called 95% effectiveness and the absolute safety of the vaccine. And not only did they pay billions of euros in taxpayers' money for it, Quite a few of them also paid for these promises with the loss of their personal well-being. So it was more than obvious for me to ask for the approval data for the vaccination, especially since the mRNA vaccines have now received full market authorization in the EU, which is completely incomprehensible and unacceptable to me. This at a time when even the media mainstream can no longer conceal the sometimes life-threatening or even fatal side effects. <clears throat> The committee meeting yesterday and the so-called answers to my questions have been an impertinence that cannot be surpassed. Mrs. Small, representing Mr. Burla, either pretended to be ignorant or was unwilling to address any of my questions. The EMA approval was made with reference to additional clinical trial data. Mrs. Small would not answer questions about what the data material was. A mandatory study on safety for pregnant women was quietly discontinued by Pfizer. Preliminary data from V-SAFE, um, a program of the U.S. Authority CDC, seems to show a devastating rate of spontaneous abortions in pregnant women. Yep. Mrs. Small declined. To comment. Yep. But an unnamed Pfizer official in the room responded that corona could cause complications in pregnant women. It is unbelievable for me in what ways people are trying to dodge my questions. There are even no clinical trial at all available for the adopted Omicron variant. Mrs. Small did not address this. Meanwhile, the Florida Health Department advises men up to the age of 39 not to get vaccinated because of the significant incidence of heart-related deaths. Mrs. Small has been silent on this as well. The pinnacle of the corona freak show for me was reached when they talked about real-world data. Real-world data means nothing else than in the absence of any suitable clinical study data, one pretends that the 900 million vaccine doses given in the EU are an adequate substitute. They are not. 
What's more, unsuspecting citizens who believed the promises of supposedly effective and safe vaccines were degraded to guinea pigs. And yes, this disinformation campaign must be addressed, but in a very different way from what an EU commission <coughs> imagines. The, yep, that's Thank right. You. Yep. Thank All you right, so very much. Good. I would like to give the floor now to Michael. No, yeah, he was good too, the, the next guy. <clears throat> There's some points here. Uh, she's usually very good, and she did, she talked more about the procedure and the commission that the, like all the frameworks. What's her name again? Uh, uh, you, you, we played clips with her in the past. You might have seen her before. What's her name again? Uh, Christine Anderson. She's from from uh, Germany, right? Uh, let me play. So I found the clip that I mentioned here. L listen, listen to this. Put this in context here, right? Basically, Moderna was failing and all that stuff, and now they're talking, you know, all boo new boosters, and we're going to combine flu shots with uh, Omicron-specific uh, mRNA Moderna shots and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but listen right at the end there, very interesting, right, of how Stefan Bancel of Moderna talks about just how much money they were, like, I mean, well, in debt, they, they had raised a ton of money and didn't have a single damn product out on the market. So listen to this clip, this clip here. Moderna, before COVID, could very well have collapsed and disappeared. All that technology could have disappeared simply because there might not have been the venture capital out there that was prepared to keep backing you. Yes, what most people don't appreciate is we raised three billion US dollars to get the technology to this point when the pandemic happened. And we were expecting to raise a couple more billions before we're turning a profit. But you were looking for things such as hard tumours, how to break those down, things for heart disease, different things. You weren't necessarily looking at that time for flu-type symptoms, were you? So we were... Well, again, actually they were, and, and, and that's what that patent with the NIH points to as well, that they had done research on this for over 10 years before they miraculously managed to wheel this out. So um, I, I forget what he said here. He's He might be lying, he might not be, but the point is the paper trail shows that they had worked on this for a, a long ass time. Working for infectious disease, so we had already a big portfolio of infectious disease vaccines. But to your point, so yes, that's <laughs> that's what I'm hearing there. Well, we were we were doing a lot of different things at that time. So basically, yes, okay. we've always thought that this information molecule, the mRNA, could be a very very powerful medicine that we inject in your body, so you make your own drug. Um, and as you described, we have exciting programs in cancer, you know, in skin cancer. We're going to have the data by the end of this year. We just presented two weeks ago at our annual R&D day data in rare genetic disease where kids are unlucky. They get wrong DNA from mom and dad, and they cannot make a protein that you and I have. So Wrong, they get the wrong DNA from mom and dad. Listen, listen to that. Holy shit. Kids are unlucky, they get the wrong DNA from mom and dad, and they cannot make a protein that you and I have. So what we do, we design in the mRNA, instead of spike, to tell your protein to make spike, like in the vaccine case, we put the instruction that you and I have all in our DNA. And we give it IV to those kids to go into their liver. And when the mRNA delivers the instruction in their liver, they make the protein that they are missing. And the early clinical data in terms of reduction of hospitalization is quite compelling. Yeah, because it kills people, or why is it compelling? <clears throat> they, they have lied about their data all fucking day long. Since, since all this shit have started, they've lied about it from day one. And now they're being fucking exposed. Beautiful. We gotta, we gotta, these, these people need to go to jail, though. 
all their money needs to be confiscated from them. They, they need to be the money needs to be taken from them. Uh, it needs to be given at least uh, back to compensation for the vaccine injured. And then these people need to be held accountable. There's really no other recourse here, right? Look, I think they think that there's going to be so much chaos by the time that this, like, really have gained momentum to, like, hold people accountable. You know, supply chain issues, food shortages, all this kind of crazy stuff. That they, th that I think they think they're going to get away with this and nothing's going to happen to it. They just run and hide in their bunker or somewhere, in some, some luxury bunker in, in New Zealand or something. Uh, estimated net worth of Albert Borla is at least $33.8 million. I think it's a lot more than that, but uh, whatever. Back to uh, Ben Sell here. And again, the revealing part is coming up, I believe, when he talks about how basically they were going under, uh, but uh, COVID saved them. And so I think rare disease is also something we can do. As you say, cardiology. We have now eradicate disease. More fucking disease has been created. More more sick people have, have than ever is walking around because of this technology right now. In a clinic, a uh, super exciting program when we inject mRNA in people's heart after heart attack to grow back new blood vessels to help revascularize the heart. So it's a bit like science fiction medicine, but that's yeah, sci-fi sci medicine because the mRNA has totally totally helped people's heart. Yeah, sure. So this is really exciting to me. But the the other side of this is that right now Moderna, though it has this pipeline, has one commercial product, and that's the spike vax. That's the actual COVID vaccination. So that's the irony of COVID is it really has in some ways allowed you to go and develop these other areas because of the revenues that came through the door. You're 100% right. <sighs> Did you hear that at the end there? So basically because we sold it to these dumb goys out here, Stefan Bansell, he's Jewish too, by the way, from Moderna, the CEO. Um... We've raised enough money to continue to give them all the solutions that they're going to need to fix heart issues, right? For example, this is, see where this is going? And of course, today then, to make to just as this is being revealed, all of these things are coming to light right now over in the US. FDA authorizes Moderna and Pfizer BioNTech bivalent COVID or bivalent bivalent to COVID-19 vaccines for use as a booster dose in younger age groups and what's the consequence stock prices goes up they jump for Moderna and Pfizer after the FDA grants emergency use of boosters for children holy shit Whew. it's 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 one of the biggest scandals you ever, you, you're, you're ever gonna get if you ever wanted a fucking scandal uh this is it here's one of the uh, croatian meps here too uh madlev kulicic listen to what he said here i might have to translate uh or s translate this live real time so let me read this here it says uh, <clears throat> uh, president ursula von der leyen of uh, the commission Known as Miss, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. 4.5 billion doses. Today, 10 of us MEPs asked her the following question. When will she present to us the members of the European Parliament as well as the EU citizens whom she supposedly had communications? Let me back up there. And I wish this. Uh, as well as the EU citizens whom she supposedly represents 
the communication she had with Pfizer during the procurement of 4.5 billion doses at a time when there was absolutely no proof of the effectiveness and especially not of the harmfulness of that product. Imagine four and a half billion doses for 450 million people. Great Britain is no longer with us, so there are quite a few of us based on that calculation. Uh, each child newly born should receive 10 doses of something that no one in the world, except maybe two or three people, knows what it contains. This is about secrets, protected patents. Don't think that any government or European agency knows exactly what it is in that product or what is in that product. Nobody knows that. And nobody tells you that. They approved that vaccine or approved that vaccine, that pharmaceutical product, just based on the statements of these pharmaceutical companies. They did not get to see any medical research. To date, no medical research has been handed over to the members of the EU's Parliament's COVID committee or the European Medical Agency, not to anyone. How is that possible? We're talking about corruption here. The procurement of 4.5 billion products, vaccine doses, with the intention of injecting them into people without anyone knowing what is inside is surely the biggest corruption affair in the history of mankind, not only in the history of the EU. Yep, and of course, here's a flashback, folks, to uh, what Borla actually had to um, say before all this uh, stuff started coming out. Uh, actually, this was kind of along the way, too, as the boosters came out and how effective they were and all that stuff. Just a reminder to nail that point that uh, scumbag... Uh, despicable shitbag Albert Borla lied and he knows that he lied. A lot of indications right now that uh, are telling us that there is uh, uh, a protection against uh, transmission of the disease. There is no variant that we have identified that escapes the protection of our vaccine. COVID to come now with a treatment of 90% effectiveness, you know, personally makes me a lot very proud about uh, And we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a the booster, they offer reasonable protection. Against it is necessary a fourth boost right now. The, the protection that you are getting from the third, it is uh, good enough actually quite good for hospitalizations and deaths is not that good against infections but doesn't last <laughs> yeah cats all there wow unbelievable then there's this one we played this one a while ago too um yeah this is how they did they scaled back oh it's totally safe and effective and then slowly they just pull back and it's like well that's why you need the boosters see and now you need a shot every year they're working on new ones right now. They hope they're going to continue to roll this shit out and people are still pushing the vax. People are still urged to take the vax. People are being scared into taking the vax. 
This is from, uh, I think, a couple of months uh, back here. Listen to this. Borla with some bozo at MSNBC. Uh, your company with your partner, BioNTech, and Moderna, the other company, have both uh, pioneered the use of messenger RNA, which can easily be reprogrammed every time the spike protein of a coronavirus uh, evolves or changes. Do you think we're going to get updated mRNA vaccines every season that will be directed to each new variation? of the coronavirus and will we have to take those shots every year i'm almost certain about it and i say almost certain because of course regulators have the final say in all of that but that's the beauty of mrna yeah but they don't have fucking shit to base it off of it's just it's just they're these these companies words essentially that's what it is you can adapt your vaccine just by changing the sequencing which is a very minor change, either manufacturing or in the properties of the vaccine safety or efficacy, but can make a huge difference in the way that responds to the virus. So for this reason, I'm very confident that we will be able to respond very, very fast to every new variant. All right, let's turn to Mike Barnacle, who had a question. Uh All right. Absolutely incredible. Um who is going to take the responsibility of getting these people <clears throat> punished and, uh, and and putting them on trial, getting them punished, and getting them uh, uh, you know confiscate their, their, their resources and their money that they've gotten during this, uh, the lies and stuff? I I don't know who, but someone is going to have to do it. Someone that's uh, there uh, that have access uh, you know to the legal apparatus necessary, uh, whether those are politicians, independent uh, uh, you know commissions or bodies or something like that. Uh, but it, that, this is really the, the question now. If they can create enough chaos before this really comes into kind of, before this really, uh, the snowball really gets big enough, really, and enough shit is, you know, rolled up in it. If there's enough chaos, they might be able to get away with this. It just, it remains to be seen. We'll have to do it. But these people need to be held accountable. There's just, there's no other way uh, out of this, to be honest. The, uh, it's the only way forward. And I don't care how many f problems there are along the way. I don't care what else is happening. Uh, these people are going to need to be held accountable. And, and uh, if nothing else, it's going to have to be, uh, I don't know, trial by, uh, by, um, the, by population or something. I don't know what to call it. But if... <clears throat> Excuse me. If leaders are not willing to do it, then people are going to have to do it. Uh, but you know, who knows? They, I, I think they'll go into hiding. I think someone like that's why Borla doesn't show up at these uh, panels. They just nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to show up. And then everyone along the way is going to be all nervous, nervous and scared and all that stuff, right? <sighs> Holy fuck! It's it's a huge story. Huge story. Ursula von der Leyen too who's part of this back-end deal. Are they getting money? Are they getting kickbacks? There's people who have stocks in these companies. They knew about this. It's, there's, there's insider trading uh, possibilities here to get these people on. There's just an endless amount of questions uh, that are going to have to be answered along the way. And eventually, we're going to have to, uh, we're gonna have to uh, uh, get, get a hold of these people, and they're going to have to be uh, put in jail. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up there. I'm, uh, we're keeping it a little bit shorter here today. Uh, on point in terms of the topic. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. Uh, can't, do, can't do this without you, so we appreciate your support, whether you're super chatting or joining us over in the member sections. Check that out, redassmembers.com. We have the latest Weekend Warrior up there right now, so check that out. 
We talked about the uh, scandal unfolding with uh, Kanye. It's kind of funny, actually. Uh, we talked about the Kerch Strait, Strait Bridge, uh, why that was being hit, and the retaliation by Russia and a number of other things. Check that out. We also detailed the um, who it is that's behind, mostly at least, behind the uh, protest in Iran, how that's being used, uh, some of the usual suspects, believe it or not, and a number of other po- uh, topics as well. So uh, do check that out. Join us over at redhousemembers.com for a membership, 10 bucks a month if you sign up for a longer sub we have uh, subs from three months up to two years if you do a one-time payment it gets cheaper per month the longer you get so if you get a two-year one it's down to like six dollars fifty cents a month helps us it helps uh, us to continue it helps us to uh, proceed with our uh, expansion as well i'll get to that in a moment we uh, are seeking some executive producers and producer at our subscribe store in order to hire full-time editors who are going to put some resources uh, that way uh, more info about that's coming up. But yes, you can sign up just for a um, normal, regular sub over at subscribestar.com slash redice as well. Same thing with Entropy Stream. You can sign up at the uh, using the Cash App and our e-check option. If you're in the U.S., we do accept cryptos. Uh, and we do have a mailing address, uh, one, two, four, right there, a mailing address uh, as well. So yes, uh, we want to say thank you to our executive producers today. As usual, T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Chalky Milk, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeeves, President Obunga, Kvetch me if you can, and also thank you to uh, Mr. Walker 696. I think we have two more producers, by the way. Um, send me a DM, make sure that uh, I know who you are, and uh, we'll get you lined up in there as well. Uh, so we'd love to have uh, about 20 executive producers in order to hire a full-time editor. If you want to help to that effort, uh, thank you so much. We appreciate your support. That will uh, ensure that we can uh, expand a little bit here to the next phase. We are uh, we are undermanned and overworked, and we want to do more. We want to do it better. So that's uh, really the um, only option we have. We've got to get more people aboard. All right, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us. Let me just uh, make sure I'm caught up here before we wrap up. Hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. We're going to be back with more, as usual, of course. Uh, Friday is coming up. We have some interviews in the pipelines as well, so check out that. Uh, But in the meantime, take care. Thank you for fighting. We'll keep monitoring the vaccine situation, of course, not only in the EU, but as more of this corrupt scandal unfolds, uh, we need to push for these people to be held accountable. Let's put these fuckers in jail. We'll see you next time. Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.